Welcome to the Still Training Podcast. These are intended for our still approved dealers and garden centres. If you're a still customer, thank you for listening, but please be aware that this episode may mention training resources and processes not available to the general public. Thank you for listening. You're listening to the Still Training Podcast. Hello, and thanks for joining me for the Still Training Podcast. It's IMO again today, but with a slightly different format than previous episodes. Over the next 15 minutes, I'll hand over the reins to Gavin and Johnny from the technical support team. Just for some context, last week I asked them to think about some IMO queries they've helped with recently and choose an interesting one to tell me about today. So at this stage, I've got no idea what we're going to chat about, but I'm sure it will prove interesting and definitely useful for the dealer network to hear. So let's begin. To kick things off, I'm joined by Johnny. Hello, Johnny. Everyone, you okay? Not bad, Tart. Would you mind introducing yourself and your role at Still? Uh, yeah, my name's Johnny. I've been um, a Still Technical Advisor. Uh, I've been with the company for about two and a half years now. Cool. So it's all about IMO today, and at the risk of sounding vague, I'd like you to tell me about an IMO call that you've received recently from a dealer, what the problems were that they described, the symptoms, and finally, how you came about to fix it. Of course, yes. We had a dealer call up. The customer wanted a secondary area their front garden um, but unfortunately IMO couldn't didn't have an area that he could drive through so that's that as a second area so they laid the cable out uh, they put through trunk in through down the side of the house so you lift up the IMO and put it in the secondary area uh, fortunately when they put it in the secondary area the IMO would just spin around on one wheel just completely around in circles interesting and I'd presumed that the dealer had activated the secondary area and set the IMO mowing and manual mowing secondary area correct Exactly that. Exactly. So you put it in the secondary area and just hit manual mow secondary area. Okay, so we've got an IMO doing donuts in the middle of the lawn. Yes. Can you talk me through your thought process in how you went about fixing this? Um, well, backtracked is exactly what they did initially. Um, so they spliced the spliced the line in, the perimeter wire into the into the back garden, fed it through to the front, went round the perimeter and then back down through the trunking or, or conduit they used, and then splice it back into the remaining line that's in the, in the back garden. Once they'd done that, they, 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 oh, this obviously was the, all the IMOs turned off. Uh, once they turned it back on, uh, they took it into the secondary area uh, to mow, and that's why they found out it was going around in circles. Um, so once we backtracked on what they, how they set it up, they obviously checked the software update. Was, it was all fine. It was through it to signal, um, but it actually turned out the perimeter wires ran the wrong way. But rather than going clockwise around the garden, it was going anti-clockwise around the front garden. Ah, so in this case, when they were feeding the wire to the front garden, they crossed them over, basically making a massive figure of eight. Yes, exactly that. Exactly. It's that. such a tiny thing to try and spot. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly that. Um, so after a bit of investigation, uh, we, we obviously found that issue out. So they, they, they trimmed the wires down, swapped them over from the left to the right, put the armor back in, and away it went. Very simple fix. Simple indeed. Yeah, yeah. So, to summarise this, the IMO relies on the signal running clockwise around the garden. If you've got a lawn that the IMO can't drive to, you can feed the wire over to the lawn and just tuck it somewhere out of the way until it gets there. But, at this stage, if you cross those wires, the signal in the secondary area loop will be anti-clockwise and the IMO will simply just turn in circles. So, if you've got a work-shy IMO going around the bend, this will be one of the first things to check. Next, I'm joined by Gavin. Hello. Hello, Ruben. For the benefit of anyone who hasn't talked to you in the past, could you just give us an introduction? Yes, so um, 
I'm Gavin and I am the senior technical advisor on the uh, technical helpline. There we are a, a team of four and um, we take calls um, from the dealer network answering all aspects um, to do with, with the technical inquiries um, and that, that includes IMO as well of course. Of course. So if it's okay I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked Johnny. Please can you tell us about an IMO topic that you hear about often on the helpline and if someone's listening to this and has experienced similar issues, what fixes can they try? Yes, um, charging, um, IMO charging does come up quite often. So um, you get a machine perhaps that isn't showing, uh, or, you know, it is alive. So, you, I mean, you do, you see there are machines sometimes where um, there is no life on the screen at all. That would likely be uh, a discharge battery perhaps something that's seen um, after winter layup. And, uh, you know, if that's the case, it's, it's, and the battery is required, then it, it, at the moment there's really no way of, of getting that back and, a, and a, a new battery may be required. However, if the machine has got um, life on the screen when you press the OK button, then the, the battery should be good. And, you know, so you can get into menus and things on the screen, um, then um, that, that that, that all looks good but um yeah if there's no charging at all um and you can see that by the indication indication on the screen in the top right hand corner when the imo is docked then um yes yeah, so that, that needs addressing otherwise you're going to have a, a discharge battery uh, potentially quite quickly if um uh, yeah, if that's the case i think probably the first thing to do is make sure that the customer's dock is um good um, you have got the LEDs on the dock, um, which indicate the status. With the IMO docked, um, you should see a slow flashing uh, red LED. Um, and then, of course, then there should also be indication uh, in the top right-hand corner that the charging is, is uh, going on. Uh, sometimes that might take a little while for the IMO to, um, to register. But if, you know, after, I mean, after a few minutes or so, if there's nothing there at all, then the likelihood is something needs addressing. If there's any LEDs flashing on uh, the dock with the IMO removed, um, then that may indicate either a wire break or uh, and if there's an SOS signal, which is a series of uh, you know, like a dot, 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 dash, dash, dash SOS signal, then there um, is likely either a, a PCB issue Documentation PCB issue, power supply issue, something like that, which we need looking at first of all to see if that was issue. In regard to the lights on the dock displaying the SOS, yes, I know you can find out more information about what these mean in the IMO dealer apps on your phone, but is this information accessible anywhere else? There is information in the owner's manual and in the workshop manual regarding that. And there are also technical um, uh, bulletins um, which detail those two. Um, we have uh, many sort of publications done by uh, in-house um, which, uh, which detail that. Super. So the first port of call for an IMO not charging is the dock and possibly a faulty PCB on the dock itself. How could you actually test this and... Also, as another question, how often is it that it's the IMO itself that's at fault? It can. It's I don't know, the, the, the sort of exact, um, say the exact sort of sort of split, if you like. Um, but certainly, that would be the first place to look at the dock, um, and if that all checks out, 
course, if there is an issue, the dock, then the uh, service dock, then which you would normally have back at the workshop, could be used to then see whether the customer's dock was at issue, was a fault. And if the IMO charges happily off that, then yes, you know that you know that there's a dock issue and whatever needs to be done to to repair that. If the dock is good though, and the IMO is still not charging, yeah. then um, the first thing to do really would be to um, connect up the, well, first of all, there's any fault code showing on the IMO, which may be um, related to uh, or be causing an issue with not with not charging. Yep. If there's nothing particularly showing up there though, um, and the fault codes, as you, you've, got, you've got the M and the, the series of four digits after that, referring to the workshop manual then to see what that what that code means and uh, working to that to try and try and clear the code by doing that that might um, get the machine charging as well as any other faults that need the sorting out if there isn't anything showing though um, what we first say to do is to make sure that the battery level is under 70 percent because um the machine will not charge um if the if the um battery level is over that over that uh, uh level but if the level is um below 70 um, and it, it's, it's still not charging best things to do really be, be to connect up the um sds diagnostic software go into the uh, information and into the messages and um delete those uh, messages and events. There's a little dustbin in the bottom right-hand corner, which um, will delete um, both. Then mm -hmm. it would go into the um, my software update. May be uh, uh, required as well. That could be done at the yeah. same time. And then log off the SDS off the machine. Go into the dealer area on the IMO and go into the settings and SR control and do an SR reset, uh, then log out of that, and then um, see possibly whether that would, would clear the um, faults, whatever that might be inter internally. You know, often the case that will, the machine will then charge. I see. Is it often the case that it's something external that can impact the charging? So uh, something other than the dock or the IMO itself? I suppose the only thing possibly would be power supply. So if a power supply has um, become damaged through uh, with water, I mean they are they are IP they are IP rated, but uh, trimmed by a grass trimmer or something. Yes, you cut through the line, or there's a, there's an issue perhaps with the with the power supply uh, the you know, where, where the power supply is plugged into. Of course, while we're here, Gavin, if someone is ringing the helpline with an IMO issue, charging or otherwise, what information do you need? Okay, serial number is always good please um, and that goes for any product actually but particularly for IMO because we have so many variants it's good to understand you know which ones we're looking at and uh, yes any any codes at all that are coming up uh, the FDM uh, fault codes though good to understand um, you know what 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 we're looking at and yes if if it depends on the fault but if we know that the if we can confirm that you know, the dock is is good, and uh, uh, anything you know anything else really relating to IMO that uh, um, might be um, might be useful in the diagnosis. Lovely. Thank you for your time, Gavin. Thanks, Ruben. 
So Gavin gave some pointers for what could cause an IMO to stop charging. And the first recommendation is to pay attention to any light signals from the dock's LED and to test the machine on a service dock just to help pinpoint if the dock is at fault, in which case it's normally a new PCB. Plugging in the IMO to SDS and clearing any fault codes, as well as performing an SR reset from within the dealer area of the IMO, can also help to clear any issues. Of course, it's always worth checking the condition of the power source itself as well, and if the power cable has been damaged. If you do need to ring the helpline, please just have the serial number, any fault codes, and as much information about the machine's history to hand. I actually have a bit of extra time at the end here, so I'm able to ring Johnny back uh, and just ask him a few questions about another topic that the technical helpline often assist with, and that's installs with multiple IMOs. Hello again. Hello again. Can you describe what can happen if two IMOs in close proximity aren't installed correctly? Uh, There's two main symptoms that can happen in this situation. So you can either have, again, the IMO just going around in circles, stays on one wheel, just keeps turning around on one wheel. Um, Or the IMO could be popping up with itself saying that it's out of perimeter, so out of the area. Yeah, so clearly the two IMOs may be interfering with each other. How would you prevent this from happening when you do the install? Uh, now, if you've got two separate docking stations running two separate loops, you must make sure that between the perimeter wires it, between each docking station is one metre gap. Um, otherwise, its signals interfere with each other. And I think this is quite a big consideration when you're planning the install. And maybe you can be quite clever about where this one metre gap is. So not having it banged through the centre of the lawn, but rather maybe closer to a, a pinch point or something. Is that um, so? You can have it between, say, say, a border in between, a rockery in between, however you like, long as there's that minimum of one meter gap. And, and you also don't overlap the perimeter wires either. Okay. And are there any other preventative measures that you can take in the install just to reduce the risk of any issues? Yes. When, when, you must take some following steps when you're installing the machines. Um, so each machine that you're setting up, you must make sure that other ones off at the same time. Otherwise, they can conflict. Um, always cl- unpower both the machines, so completely unplug them, um, and then complete just complete the setup process with the IMO using the installation wizard that's on the machine itself. Okay, so it's just the case of having one IMO powered off while you install the other, and vice versa. Exactly that. And then once you once you've installed them both, uh, you can make sure they're both switched on, and then they should be working away. Ace, okay, thank you, Johnny. And I promise this is the last time I'll call you. No problem at all. Thank you. So these are simple steps to take, but still very much worth a reminder. So if you are installing more than one IMO, just make sure there's a meter between each perimeter loop. We also recommend that you power off all the surrounding IMOs while you're going through the setup process. And once they're all installed, power them all on and check they're good to go. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening. For more episodes, training videos, e-learning courses and more, please visit stilltraining.com. If you have a topic you'd like to hear on a future episode, we'd love to hear from you. Let us know by emailing learning at still.co.uk. Thanks for listening.